श्री गोरे वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए सनातन गोस्वामी प्रभुपाद की जाए गुरु प्रदेव की जाए बहुत प्रेम Nice to be with all of you. Very uh, warm ceremony. Unexpected to some extent, to a large extent here, <laughs> but much appreciated. So today is the uh, Guru Purnima, and coincides coincides with an important day in. Uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that being, as you know, the disappearance day, the Tirubhav of Sri Sanatan Goswami. A word or two about Guru Purnim, maybe in order to begin with. Um, there are, there should be a day, you would think. There's a Purnim for everybody, so for the Guru as well. There uh, is a popular idea that um, when the uh, Gautama Buddha got up from sitting, you may know that uh, he became enlightened with regard to um, his uh, novel Buddhist uh, perspective. He was actually a Hindu, but um, in order to attain his um, state of Nirvana, he sat underneath a tree, the Bodhi tree. I often say, well, that's all he did. He just sat there. So it's so easy, you would think, but it's not easy to sit, is it? Fortunately, thanks to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can dance instead of sitting, which is a lot easier, and move around and do many other things, all in all in trance, using all of the senses in the service of Rishikesh. This is Bhakti. But at any rate, he got up from his sitting and he went and taught his first uh, five students. His first sermon was on the Purnim, and that was, it became the Guru Purnim, and it's thought that it expanded then to the Jains and the Hindus who also adopted it. Um, there is, however, another um, idea within Hinduism, whether it was came afterward or was uh, in place beforehand, no one can say. <laughs> But um, the idea within Hinduism it is that the, it's the birth date of Krishna Dwight Payana Vyas, which would be a little hard to trace out historically. But, but um, he, of course, is the uh, um, legendary uh, editor, really, manifester after Brahma in literary form with an editorial uh, board that he had. Um, manifester uh, in literary form of the uh, sacred text, the revelation, the Shruti, the Smriti. Mm. Um, so an important uh, person said to be a, a Vaish avatar of, uh, of Bhagwan. <clears throat> but uh, the, the, it's celebrated throughout India in, in all so many um, related to Hindu, if you will, disciplines, even as Buddhism is. Um, but uh, for us, <coughs> as I say, <coughs> it takes a special significance, at least in my mind, and that with regard to um, the, the fact, as I said, that it corresponds with Sanatana Goswami's disappearance. Sanatana Goswami is an extremely important uh, figure in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I can... Uh, 
um, recall that as a young young man, um, and Snowden Prabhu only lived to be 70 years old, Rupa Goswami, his younger brother, 71, I'm 73, so um, I used to think Prabhupada was quite old instead of 70 when I met him. But uh, as he said, young at heart, we all are like young boys, he used to say, or girls. But um, but Sanatan, um, in my youth, uh, when I was an early member of Prabhupada's mission, always, for some reason, and um, probably for sentimental reasons, stuck out in my mind as the uh, uh, most prominent, um, as I thought of them, of the... Um, founding Acharyas, the six Goswamis, the, the Shastra Gurus, who penned, if you will, the Bhakti Shastras that our Sampradaya, our lineage, um, follows. Um, I looked to him, and when I had the opportunity the first time to go to, to Braj, go to India, Mayapur, and Vrindavan, Prabhupada invited me. Um, I... Um, in Vrindavan, I very much took a liking to affinity for the place where Sanatan used to uh, do his bhajan in the earlier part of his life in Braj, um, where he would cook that um, that bread, kind of bread, unsalted, unleavened bread. And um, they still make that there hmm? in remembrance of him. And he would offer that to his deity, Radha Manan Moha. I took a very much a liking to that place, so I always used to go there whenever I went to Vrindavan and engage in bhajan there. Like I say, it was somewhat of a sentiment, I think, on my part, but later I found out that there were actually significant reasons for that as I became more acquainted with the tradition and, uh, and the person of uh, Sanatana Goswami and so forth, who is um, the, um, the elder of the uh, founding charges, the elder brother Rupa Goswami, uh, he was about uh, five years older than Rupa Goswami and uh, a couple of years younger than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Born in uh, 1488 and he left after 70 years. And um, he comes from, along with Rupa, and of course it's Rupa, Sanatana, and Balaba. These were three brothers. <clears throat> Those were not their original names. Uh, those were names that were uh, given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it seems, <clears throat> when he came to Ram Kali. But um, these three brothers and then the, the, and the son of um, Balaba, Shijiva Goswami. So they were all one family, one, two, three. Well, amongst the six Goswamis, that's three. Balaba's not included amongst six Goswamis, but he's included as an exalted Worshipful, venerable uh, devotee. He was not involved, that's to say, in the work and the service, important service that the others were involved in. Work that was particularly asked um, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's service, I should say, um, asked Sanatan Goswami to carry out, which the others seemed to then follow his lead. Um, he asked him in Benares. We'll, we'll get to that as we go through a little bit of his, his life story, if you will. Uh, the family came uh, originally from South India, I think Karnataka, Brahmin family. And um, at some point they relocated in Bengal and Ram Kali, 
Ramkeli's uh, was at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Muslim capital in what is what is Bengal today. <clears throat> so uh, Rupin and Sanatan were uh, were born there, in Balava, Jiva Goswami, as I mentioned, and um, and they were um, Hindus and Brahmins, and so they and and they were Vaishnavas. Indeed, uh, prior to being in employed by the um, Muslim ruling political uh, party, the Nawab Hussein Saw employed them. Prior to that, they um, set up their uh, residence in such a way that it would be uh, mindful of or would remind them of Vrindavan. They had a kund. They named, uh, you know, Radhakund and Maybe they had a hill they named Govardhan and so on and so forth. And they were um, um, from early in, in, in their life <coughs> devotees of Krishna. <clears throat> but, um, and, and Sanatana in particular was uh, very uh, uh, studious. He was uh, more, I would say, philosophical than Rupa Goswami. And you can see that from his. Uh, from his writing, um, Jiva Goswami, of course, became very uh, philosophical himself, but um, amongst the two leading brothers, Rupsanathan, the leaders of the six Goswamis, if you will, he was more philosophical and he was very uh, um, attached to the um, Srimad Bhagavatam. There's a verse I wrote, let me, let me look it up here so I can find it, that he uh, penned with regard to his uh, affinity for the Bhagavat. The Bhagavat is, a, of course, the, the, it's the central book of Gaudi Vaishnavism from which all the other texts more or less flow like, uh, like rivers from the ocean of, of the Bhagavat. Mm -hmm. uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered it like his own um, heart. Um, in his own, in his mind, the Bhagavad was a natural commentary on the sutras of Vyas, which meant that the, the Gaudias, in his opinion, didn't need a, uh, a commentary on the sutras. Of course, later Baladev Bidibhusan did write one, and that was very important and did a lot for Gaudiya Vaishnavism by doing that. Because of that, today, when these different schools of Vedanta are mentioned, Gaudiya Vaishnavism will be mentioned. Um, Kashmiri Shaivism won't be mentioned, Paramahansa Yogananda won't be mentioned, and so many other Hindu uh, teachers, gurus, and lineages, and so forth. If you actually have a lineage that has the commentary on the sutras, we have, um, um, it's notable, let us say. So this is the contribution of Baladeva. There were circumstances surrounding that, some of you know that, but um, the Bhagavat, and, and rightfully so, if you study carefully, is um, a commentary on the sutras, and it's mentioned um, in other Puranas. I believe in the Garuda Purana, it said, uh, what is it? Um, Sutroyam, Artoyam, Brahma Sutranam, Artoyam. So the meaning of the sutras or Piyas, which are like um, cryptic notes, like he was doing shorthand. You can't figure it out, you know. Um, and then what the sutras are about, the commentaries are taking those short notes and, and, and drawing meaning from them based on the Upanishads and other, other texts, principally the Upanishads. 
So there are different interpretations of them. But we, we consider that the Bhagavatam is the longhand work of Vyas. He put it in the, wrote some, some crib notes, you know, and, and then he took the notes and wrote it longhand in the Bhagavatam. Um, so anyway, it was a, it's a very important central book to our tradition, as you know, and it was very, very um, dear to Sanatana Goswami. Here is the verse um, of Sanatana that he composed regarding the Bhagavatam. Do you know it? Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Mad Mahadana Manishtaraka Madbhagya Madananda Namostite. Very nice, he says. So, O Holy Bhagwat. Madeka Bando Matsangin. You are my Sangha, my, my only company from whom I get solace. My only friend, Madguru, my only guru. Mad Mahadhana, the greatest uh, wealth and uh, my riches, the great uh, treasure of my life. Man Nistaraka Madbhagya, the emblem of my Madbhagya, my great uh, and good fortune. Uh, and, and the very, uh, uh, he says, Madananda, the very uh, form of, of Ananda, Ananda taking shape. This is the third verse of Bhagavat. It um, very beautifully, beautifully, accurately describes its content uh, that uh, uh, corresponds here with what uh, Sanatana is saying. <laughs> My obeisance is to you, the very form of ecstasy, of, of rasa itself, the ripened fruit it is. You have a wish-fulfilling tree, that's pretty good. But if you get the ripened fruit from it, you're really doing well, right? So that is the Bhagavatam. And uh, ripened fruit is, is galitam falam. So... It made itself very easy to, to pick because it fell to the ground. You don't have to climb up and and uh, um, there'd be some uh, possibility of falling on a on a broken branch, slipping. In bhakti, there's no falling. You never fall. You may stop practicing. Your practicing may be interrupted by your narthas, but however far you've gone. That's how far you've gone, and that doesn't change. What does the Gita say? Neham bikramanashosti pratyabhayanavidite svalpa mopiyasya dharma svalpa mopiyasya dharma svalpa mopiyasya a little bit, svalpa, just a little bit of progress in this. Because it is nirguna, yoga, jnana, these are governed by sattva-guna, which is a good thing, but in and of itself, it cannot afford us transcendence, transcending the gunas altogether. But bhakti comes from the nirguna. And just a little progress in that. We said, Gita says, it will save you from the greatest danger. You'll be, you'll be a, 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 um, 
what do they say? Like a, a, a numbered person, you know, <laughs> um, Krishna will always uh, remember you. You may forget Krishna, but he won't forget you. Hmm? If some devotee has touched your life and you've responded hmm, appropriately with, with feeling hmm, and tried hmm, to catch on to those ideas that he or she embodies, hmm, to understand the, the, the teachings, the philosophy, the theology, it's complex and so forth, and sort it out amongst so many other thoughts in the world today that are pressing on us and press themselves on us and so forth. Don't think that that effort uh, will ever, uh, that you make will go in vain. Even if the clouds of other ideas get in the way for some time, this will come back. If not in this life, in another life. So, falam. the truth has made it easy. There's no falling in bhakti. And every other path, there's there's falling for sure, unless there's some bhakti. Some bhakti, they'll definitely be falling. <laughs> so, so Sanatana Prabhu, he had a great um, feeling for the Bhagavatam. It's said that he was worshiping the deity of Krishna and uh, in his home, and that at night he took rest one night, and in a dream, a, uh, a Brahmin boy, I believe, came and uh, gave him the Bhagavatam, gave him a copy of the Bhagavatam. Maybe this was the first time he, he came in touch with it. And he woke up, and he was like, and, and, the, and the boy said, you know, read this and all of your, and, and your study of this will, alone will be complete and comprehensive. This book alone, no need for any other book. We don't need to burn other books, but. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, he woke from the dream and he was startled by that dream, but disappointed that it was only a dream only to find that after falling back asleep and waking up in the morning, a boy came by, a Brahmin boy, and gave him the Bhagavat. I told him, read this book. That's all you need. So, uh, in a mysterious way, uh, he received the Bhagavat text, and he um, was a great uh, scholar, so much so that people from, in all of his spare time, after he he became engaged in the government service, which was something that was a little, I would say, um, hard to avoid. If the um, ruling uh, Muslim, um, and if he's ruling over a large area, powerful um, fellow, decided he wanted you as, you know, in his cabinet, um, uh, it was cabinet or or the, or the guillotine, probably, or whatever the method was at the time. So, uh, so they um, acquiesced, Rup Sanatan. Not that they were afraid necessarily, mm-hmm. um, um, but um, ultimately, they we can see that as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's arrangement because in that um, in those circumstances, they had opportunity to interact with uh, people. Um, uh, aristocratic people and um, um, 
learn different languages, um, uh, become somewhat uh, cosmopolitan, if you will. Hmm? And and uh, and although they they gave all that up without without um, a moment's hesitation in fact they longed to give that up it's very peculiar they had all these things going for them right materially speaking they were prestigious had a prestigious material position but they longed to give that up and join um Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who they heard about, who was in Nadia, who had gone to Puri, had taken sannyas. They longed uh, to join him. They wrote him a letter. He wrote back. He told them that you should uh, remain. You see, he had to be a little politically uh, astute here to understand the, the situation. He wrote them back. He said, you should stay in, in this Nuwab's Hussein's service, like a parakia lover, hmm? who so a paramour lover, an illicit lover who has a husband, and in order to um, uh, exercise uh, excessive caution that her husband might not find out that she has a lover. She's very tent- attentive to everything in the household. So he told you should be like that with regard to the king. So you can have a paramour relationship with me. I mean, it's not as some have developed some schools associated with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thinking that he is an object for Gopi Bhav. No, that's not the case. But but within the fact that he is Radha and Krishna combined then by his grace, Krishna coming to taste the uh, the parakia of 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 Radha, and it can be tasted. But from a practical point of view, he was telling them, be careful with the king. You can't just leave. In fact, when Mahaprabhu did return to Bengal for the first time, he went for some reason to Ramkeli, and no one could understand why. But he was, of course, well-received, and he was followed by lots of people. I guess if you could say it was on the way to Vrindavan. That would might be um, a reason for his coming there. But uh, this was the first time that Rupsanathan had the opportunity to meet him. And, um, and influenced by his association, uh, shortly thereafter, of course, Rupa Goswami managed to get out of the government service. Sanatan tried but he was arrested. Sanatan at the time, however, uh, prior to his being arrested and prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's departing, he took the opportunity, boldly, if you will, but in, 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 uh, in affection and with serving disposition, he was so audacious as to instruct Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Well, he said, I don't think it will be good for you to go to Vrindavan with all these people. Hmm? They were, people were following him hmm? in mass, right? Hmm? And um, even the local uh, magistrate was uh, concerned about it. Hmm? 
who is this uh, Hindu uh, mendicant? But there is, it's very interesting because um, um, at the time, you know, you have your Muslims and your Hindus and they have their differences, obviously. And there's some animosity on some level. Um, but um, the local magistrate was nonetheless taken by the obvious spirituality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So he didn't want to restrict him in, in any way, hmm? which he might have otherwise. In other words, he recognized, well, whether you're a Hindu or, or a Sufi, Muslim or whatever, if you've got these qualities, you, you figured it out. Hmm? If you are exhibiting the godly qualities, wherever you got them from, doesn't matter. Hmm? They had that uh, kind of, he had that kind of essential spiritual um, sensibility, which is so much lacking in the world today so many fundamentalist forms of religion being so prominent, whether it be Gaudiya Vaishnavism, even the Buddhists have that. So certainly the Christians are very good at that um, and so on and so forth. It's very unbecoming, very misrepresentative of um, what all these uh, great religious traditions are about at heart. But anyway, so Sanatan advised Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and this is a kind of a twofold um, piece of advice. Given the political climate, it uh, would not be good to go across the whole country with all these people following you. You're just going to make a big show. And while right here locally, the local magistrate may have um, um, not uh, tried to obstruct you, uh, that may not be the case uh, going forward. And also from a spiritual point of view, to go into Vrindavan with a big following, that's uh, probably um, not uh, the best idea. That was very bold to say that to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? You should go humbly into Vrindavan. And this is coming from a person, Sanatan, who later, and appropriately so, Jiva Goswami wrote about him and his brother, Pranams to them, Rup Sanatan, who are famous, in Braj, famous in Mathura as devotees. I mean, to be a devotee in Braj is one to be recognized as a devotee, to be a famous devotee in Braj. This is very extraordinary. And so, the, and they were, and we'll come to that as we get to that um, part of the, of the, of the story. <clears throat> but he advised Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, don't go to Vrindavan in this way. Mahaprabhu took his advice. Is it okay if I learn something from you? You think I'm here to teach, but I'm here to learn. So I'm very attentive, watching and listening, if I can learn something from all of you. And this is a good example. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the, you know, is the, is the samasti guru of the whole sampradaya, and he's learning from his disciple, taking instruction from his disciple, Sanatana Goswami. We should not be so proud as to think we cannot learn from anyone, anything, at any time, in any place. As Pujapat Sridharmoshi used to say, we're all students forever in this school. Hmm? This school goes on and on and on and on, on and on and on. It's a song. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And although it's eternal, I've made this point recently, it's a, it's a point I like very much. Although it's eternal, our ideal, and that we ourselves are, for that matter, and our ideal is such, the leelas of Krishna are such, eternal. Hmm? There's no past, present, future, it's just eternal time. Still, the nature of the 
eternity is very peculiar because it's always growing, hmm? always growing and and nourishing itself and new leelas. How can there be new leelas in eternity? Don't try to think too hard about it. That's the nature of the. It's a. It's a. It's a. Um, what would you call it? Um, a conundrum or a conundrum or. Hmm? Not a spiral, no. Uh, it's a fact. <laughs> uh, of course, now, uh, I've said this before, it's worth um, noting that the very word Brahman, which is a name, you know, popular name for the absolute, comes from the um, root, how would you say, bra? Brim, brim, which means to, to grow hmm? and cause other things to grow. So it's a growing thing. It's a growing eternity. The frame of Radha is described as contradictory, full, and always expanding at the same time. So the implication in the very least is there's room for us, for new new recruits to enter there. So we're fortunate. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but... Um, Yeah, so Sanatan uh, Mahaprabhu learned from, it's not the only, and you should, if you look at the story, the, 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 the Leela Mahaprabhu, it's not the only devotee, disciple, student that he learned from. Hmm? So we should try to follow his example. Hmm. Be open to learning from anyone and everyone. Hmm. But uh, at that time, at any rate, Mahaprabhu, did not go on to Vrindavan and he returned to Jagannath Puri. Later, he again went and by himself or with one assistant to Vrindavan. And uh, I believe it was, must have been on the way that he met Sanatana Goswami on the way back, I think. Hmm? Yes. He went to Vrindavan and Rupa Goswami had gotten out of the government service. Sanatana had been tried to um, really, he didn't. Really, he didn't try to get out of the government service, but he couldn't uh, bring himself to report for work because he was too absorbed in relishing the Bhagavatam, <laughs> something like that. So the, uh, the Nawab had him arrested anyway, but he managed to uh, escape. And uh, meanwhile, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Vrindavan. He returned from Vrindavan. He met Rupa Goswami on the way. That's arguably why he left Vrindavan. He couldn't wait for Rupa to get there. He left and met him, instructed him, and then he met uh, Sanatan in Banaras. So at that time, Sanatan Goswami was traveling on the Indian, uh, the countryside of Bharat, and he was dressed like a Sufi, too, with a beard and uh, dressed appropriately, rather than as a Gaudiya Vaishnava, that he might travel more uh, safely, given that he was in a was he, he was a um, um, an escapee, hmm? criminal by the government's uh, standards. Um, you try to appreciate how difficult, you know, a situation that would that would be. Hmm? Um, and he's walking, of course, on, on foot, and and on the way also, at his first stop along the way, hmm? um, he had, I think, an, an assistant came with him or wanted to come with him. And when he stayed at a, 
Dharmshala, right? Um, the owner um, was a was accustomed to stealing from the um, his clients, hmm? and he had an astrologer who worked with him. Hmm? So he talked with the astrologer, and it was was um, determined that these guys, Sanatan and whoever was with him at the time, I forget, had some gold coins. So he treated them very nicely, and his plan was to kill them at night and take the gold coins. But Sanatan, he was very astute, so he was treating them so nicely, he thought, something's wrong here. Ati bhakti lakan chor, it said. Too much bhakti is the lakshan, the sign of a thief. Hmm? Too much bhakti. I don't know about that. It's not a cheap thing. It can make a show. Pranams, Guru Maharaj, Dhanivan. can say all the right things and so forth. You have to look a little deeper, see what's really there. So Sanatan thought, something's up here, you know. And then he asked his assistant, and the assistant said, well, I have this gold coin. Oh, so he said, so. I think there were there were nine gold coins or something like that, seven or eight or nine. So he took them um, and he gave, I think, whatever, say there were nine, he gave eight of them to the innkeeper. And then he gave one to the other fellow who would come with him and sent him in the other direction. So the innkeeper was, of course, amazed by Sanatana Goswami's ability to figure out his plan and upon figuring it out, to give him the coins. Hmm? This is a real extreme uh, example of Sharanagati, hmm? ah, which is the center of which is um, Krishna will protect me. Hmm? Off he went hmm? with nothing. Hmm? No money. Of course, he didn't set out with any money, but his, his assistant at the time brought some Anyway, so he went onward and um, he met, I think, a, some, a relative, um, maybe a, a brother-in-law or something, who was surprised to meet him and how his life had changed and was in danger and so forth. He gave him a pashmina, hmm? very, very nice uh, wool uh, chadar, hmm? like this, uh, expensive warm, very light weight, but very warm. And um, off he went. And when he got to Banaras, it so happened that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there staying at the house of Chandrasekhar. Tapan Mija was there doing the cooking and and out of his omniscience, Mahaprabhu told Chandrasekhar, there's someone outside. Go and uh, bring him in. And he opened the door and he, he said, he came back and said, there's, there's only a Sufi out there, some Sufi standing out there. So Mahaprabhu said, no, that's the one I want to bring him in. So Sanatana Prabhu came in and Mahaprabhu uh, affectionately embraced him, which was um, kind of overwhelming and embarrassing to uh, Sanatana Goswami because he wasn't properly dressed in his own estimation. Um, and he had been traveling a long distance and so on and so forth. But Mahaprabhu's affection for him was so deep that he, um, uh, nothing could get in the way of his, uh, of expressing that affection. 
And then he told him, go and bathe in the Ganga and he can get, and have Chandrasekhar give him some cloth so he could dress now as a Vaishnava and so forth. And, um, and he went. And, and when he came back, and Mahaprabhu looked at him and didn't say anything, and then he could understand, oh, Mahaprabhu doesn't like my expensive chudder. I'm a beggar now. So he went to the back of the Ganga, and he found a fellow who had a torn quilt and said, can I trade you? And the man said, what, are you making a joke of me or something like that? Yeah. No, I really want to you know, trade this. So he did. Mahaprabhu was very pleased with his overt um, example of um, renunciation. And this is from, you know, having lived the life of a king, basically. He was the second in command of the whole of the Bengal, practically. Meeting with, I said, as I said, royal, the royalty, in the Muslim uh, administration and so forth, the, 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 the kind of um, social gatherings they had and so forth. They gave all this up. Hmm? Um, and they, they didn't have to try. Hmm? In effect, their employment in the government equipped them, in some ways, materially speaking, to be... Um, 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 aside from their spiritual, internal um, status, equip them externally to be who they are in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, educated authors, um, capable as they were in Braj eventually to attract the attention of kings, their patronage and so on and so forth. They were very um, sophisticated people that helped them, we could say to some extent. <coughs> from an external point and from an internal point. From an internal point of view, of course, um, they were the, um, Sanatana Goswami is uh, identified with the parakya above that uh, is so central to Mahaprabhu's tradition. He is described in Ganadesh Deepika of uh, Kavikarnapur to be uh, Labongo Manjari, and he has, um, uh, like uh, Das Goswami, who refers to um, in his own writing as his dear friend, Raghunath Das Goswami, they, have, uh, they follow the lead of um, Vishaka Gopi. Hmm. So that is, of course, a whole subject, but it's, it's, it's very central, as I say, to what Gaudi Vaishnavism is about in terms of its highest ideal. And so from an internal point of view and from an external point of view, they were very um, qualified to be um, examples for us and architects of the Sampradaya, um, leaders. Unlike um, many of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they set an example of how to actually practice. Um, they were all beyond practice, but they set an example for us. Um, what is it said? Sad Goswami Astakam. Uh, Sankhya Purvaka Nama Gana Natibi. They, they uh, well, Sanatan went on from Banaras to Braj, hmm? and there he lived his life as uh, in, in, in Bhajan, circumambulating Govardhan, paying obeisances to Vaishnavas, chanting around Sankhya Purvaka Nama Gana Natibi on the, on the Japa Mala, so forth. Mahaprabhu told him in Banaras, and this is an instruction given to Sanatan that was then by him, the leader passed on to Rupa 
Jiva Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and so forth. The instructions were fourfold. Go to Vrindavan and excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes, the Lilastalis. So when Mahaprabhu himself had gone there, he felt this is Radhakund, this is Shamakund, for example, which at the time was was not known uh, were not they were not known to be the um, um, of 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 Radha and Krishna by the um, residents. So the Vrindavan, the Dham, is a big subject, but of course it uh, it <coughs> excuse me. Its influence, its effulgence, its appearance, its its prakat, its manifestation, the best of it may mani- may recede at times to the background, hmm? and devotees may come and un- uncover it and so forth. So this is this is this is what happened at this time under Mahaprabhu's instruction. He had gone there and he saw, oh, this this is Vrindavan. We need to uncover it hmm? and 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 bring out. All the places of Krishna's pastimes that people can uh, reside here, remember them, and, and so forth. It's a very you know meditative land. Every step Krishna did this year, Krishna did this there, Krishna did this year. Um, so to know those steps and what he did, where and whatnot, this was all arose out of the bhava of Sanatam Rupa Goswami. Hmm? They said, ah, oh, they felt that, and people honored that. <laughs> That's how honored they. How much they honored Rupsanatham. You're you're saying that when we make a we, the king will come and build a got there and build a temple there hmm, out of sandstone imported from Jaipur. Hmm. So they just gave the word. This is this is Brahmakun. This is Radhakun. This is and the patronage of the of uh, the monarchy hmm, was um, um, at their feet, so to speak. Hmm. So much they did um, for Vrindavan. Um, but this is one, uh, that one instruction, fourfold. Uh, so excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes. Hmm? I mean, how do you do that? Not that you get an excavator <laughs> and dig it up or something. Uh, how do you do that? How do you, that he saw Mahaprabhu empowered them hmm, to, to do that. Hmm? And... Um, and he told them also uh, to establish the worship of the deity there. Hmm? Um, Sanatana established the deity of Radha Mohan, Mohan, Goswami, Radha Govinda, and so forth. Radha Govinda, Radha Madan Mohan, Radha Gopinath. These were the three main temples in their time. Hmm? Um, and all of Braj started to become centered around them, especially Radha Govinda, kind of the hub, the yoga pit. Um, and he also told them, so there's two instructions to excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes and to establish the deity worship there, that deities, and um, and to write in two types of books. He told Sanatana in particular, books of Gaudiya Siddhanta, the teachings which Mahaprabhu had imparted to him uh, for quite some time there in Benares. Mm-hmm. Reiterate that. Put what I've told you into 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 books. Mm-hmm. Sanatana was quite a scholar, as I've mentioned. When Mahaprabhu instructed him um, in the course of, I think, a couple of months in Banaras, at the end, as it's related in Chaitanya Charitamrita, 
he posed a question to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just shows his his uh, curious philosophical mind. Um, he said that I heard that in Jagannath Puri, you explained the Atmarama verse, a famous verse of the Bhagavatam that's very central to its um, understanding in um, how many different ways? 18, anyway, a number of different ways to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Hmm? Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was the brother of Vidya Vachaspati, who was the guru hmm? of Rupa and Sanatan, even Jiva Goswami, taught them so many things. That means different disciplines also they learned hmm? at that time. All the leading philosophies of the day, Sankhya, Karma, Mimamsa, Vedanta, um, Nyaya, and so forth. Um, but um, anyway, he, he was curious. He said, could you repeat those like 18 different meanings of one verse that you did to Sanatana Goswami? And Mahabhu said, oh, so impudent of me to speak to the Bhattacharya in that way. He's one of my gurus, elder, only has a well-wishing for me. But in some moment of madness, I said something. I can't remember what it is. But if you like, I'll explain the verse. And then he explained it in 64, 61 different ways to Sanatana Goswami. <laughs> it's all related there in brief in Chaitanya Charitamrita. But, but uh, this, was, this was another indication of the temperament of Sanatana. He liked, he liked that kind of thing, right? Very much. Um, but um, he asked him to write books on philosophy of Gaudi Vaishnavism and to also establish through writing, I believe it was, um, or, or establish Vaishnavachar. What is the standard of behavior for our group? Mahaprabhu is starting a Sampradaya and, he, and he's, he's, he's starting it by talking to Sanatana Goswami, who I like to think of as the architect of the whole Sampradaya. The idea came from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and under his instruction. He started to write out the blueprint, how to do that. So how, what, what is our teaching going to be? We have to put some, like some books about that. Who's our deity going to be? What's our place going to be? And what's our behavior going to be? How are we going to do all the things that we are supposed to do in life um, as a human being from the Godia perspective? Hmm? Whether it be marriage um, or ordinary things as such to um, um, well we chant on beads 108 beads right Tulsi beads that are shaped the way they are with one bead the head bead or whatever the Krishna bead because that's what Sanatana Goswami said to do he wrote about that in Bhattari Bhakti Balas this is how you do it he gave these things Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was said to chant on a string with knots on it chanting Rupa Goswami describes him this way, singing out loud and, and moving his fingers on, bee, on on knots on a string. So you see the beads that we're chanting. This is Sanatana Goswami. He's given us this. Just one example. So he very much fulfilled that, um, uh, or rendered that service asked of him by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the services given to him, as I say, he was their leader, and they were passed on to the other Goswamis. Rupa Goswami wrote uh, books. He established Radha Govinda Temple. He also excavated the places of Krishna's pastimes, and so on and so forth. Radha Raman Didi was established um, and appeared for Gopal, uh, to Gopal Bhattu Goswami, 
his temple was established, um, and so on. So anyway, on to uh, Vrindavan, uh, uh, Sanatana Goswami went, but at some point he left Vrindavan to go to Jagannath Puri to once again have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he walked from Vrindavan to Jagannath Puri. And um, isn't it? Yes, yes. And he was very much, um, Mahaprabhu was very pleased to see him and introduce him to different different devotees. He was very, when he had the opportunity, there was a couple of occasions when he got to introduce Rup and Sanatan to other associates of his, um, literary giants, poets, rasikas, and so forth. And, and their humility would stand out. Just stand out and everybody would be awed by that. They're good qualities, and despite them, their humility, not that all the devotees of Mahaprabhu weren't humble, but the humility of Rupa Sanatana, it made Chaitanya Mahaprabhu weep. It broke his heart to see how humble they were. They so exemplified it, as, as did Krishna's Kabiraj Goswami, following their example, writing Chaitanya Charitamrita means that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has seen by Rupa Sanatana Goswami. That's what the Chaitanya Charitamrita is. And how humble he is there, how he speaks there about himself. Hmm? Uh-huh. So very touching. Uh, Sanatana Goswami um, endeared himself that much more to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I mean, his humility, he, he, an example. Um, here is a Jagannath temple. This is Sanatana Goswami. God, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, embraced him. Couldn't hold himself back. You know, typically, you want to go before God, you're going to get dressed up. Even when we were kids, we dressed up to go to church, to go to mass, you know, as a Catholic. Go to kids get dressed up, polish your shoes or whatever. And there you are. Don't look at the girls, you know, pay attention. And and uh, and, and and here he was, as I said in Benares earlier, dressed like a like a Sufi and having traveled by foot all across India, long distance and Mahaprabhu just in, in, embraced him. Even Chandrasekhar couldn't recognize him. Some guy, you know, some hippie out there is what he basically was, felt like. Some nutty, you know, Sufi. Um, not that there aren't good Sufis, there are, but um, but Mahaprabhu just couldn't hold himself back. Hmm? Couldn't couldn't resist him. Such so, so pure he was, is the point. But how he thought of himself, such a contrast. It's just startling. And the example I'm thinking of is, is in Jagannath Puri, how he w- wanted to, I think maybe Mahaprabhu called for him or something like that. And he came to meet Mahaprabhu. But if he went the shortest route, hmm, then he would have gone past the priests in the temple who incidentally were all, um, what are those kind of Brahmins called? The Shankar, hmm? smart, smart Brahmins. They were Shankarites. Those there's a there's there's four moths or monasteries of uh, of uh, Shankaracharya, and the Govardhan moth, as it's called, is in Jagannath Puri. It is the and and their monastery, the priests from that order of Mayavadis. These are <laughs> they take care of Lord Jagannath. They, they, they run the temple there. 
still to this day, they run the temple. Now that happens to be the one moth of Shankar where there's an influence of bhakti, where they, they, they factor in bhakti, sattviki bhakti, we could say, to embellish their gyan and, uh, and um, um, achieve their desired results more readily. Of course, our teaching, the teaching of the Bhagavatam, without that, they won't attain the results. So they're the only ones that get mukti, but not the kind of mukti within Shankar Sampradaya that we would be interested in at the same time. We call it Brahma Sayuja, kind of a spiritual a suicide, if you will. But these were the priests. Hmm? And Sanatan felt if he took the shorter route, he would pass by the priests. Hmm? And, and he was so impure that, that it would be an offense. And so he took the long route which meant he had to walk along the sand on the beach, which was scorching hot in the midday. He walked the whole way, and his feet were burned on the bottom, but he didn't notice it. His thinking, how can I be pure enough to come before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He's asked me to come and see, see him and, 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 and give me his darshan. When he came to Puri, it should be known, this is an important point, when he first arrived in Puri, on his travels... He had contacted some disease from drinking uh, contaminated water that caused open sores to break out on his body. And he was afraid that if he saw Ch when he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <coughs> because Mahaprabhu was so crazy with his affection, hmm, that he would embrace him and his body was was full of open sores, and it would this is I can't allow that to happen, was his thought. So he so as he approached. He originally going to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but as he approached, he, in this, he, he contacted this uh, physical um, problem. Then he reasoned that he couldn't have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu might try to embrace him. Therefore, he thought, I will throw myself under the Rathiatra cart, a form of Vaishnava suicide. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu interrupted him, knowing with his omniscience, and he told him that I have many things I want to do through your body. It's not yours to do that with. And he embraced him. And all the sores went away. And he introduced him, as I say, to other devotees, Ramananda Roy, and so on and so forth. And they saw his, his humility. So they, he, they really stood out, even amongst all the devotees of, of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he returned... Um, to Vrindavan, uh, his probably um, most celebrated work, literary work, is the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, the beautiful uh, story, two cantos. One first canto is Narad is the is the um, pr protagonist, I guess you would say, and um, he who is an expansion of Madhu Mangal from Braj, and through him we find out that. The gopi's love is the highest, most intense ideal hmm? through Nard. And then the second half, so what is the highest love? And then where does that exist? Where do you go to, where, where do you, like, you say the gopi's love is the highest, to, and it's attainable. Hmm? Well, 
where are you going to find it? I mean, it's not in Vaikuntha. Narayan doesn't have gopis. doesn't have Lakshmi's in the plural. Hmm? So there must be an, another abode, another place. This is, as I've said before, central to the point of our philosophy that's so um, um, much of a uh, foundation stone, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. If Krishna is, not, is just an avatar of Narayan, then he will go to Vaikuntha and, and there'll, be no, there'll be no Sakirasa, there'll be no Madhurya Rasa there. It's not available with Narayan. He might show Krishna avatar on Janamastami in Vaikuntha, show that Leela, like when Gopakumar went there, he showed it one time. Oh, very nice. And the other people, the residents, they see that, oh, that's a side of Narayan. But it's not something they can actually participate in. Become gopis. Gopas, you can't deal with Narayan like that. He manifests some, some people to do that with. But we're all his servants here. So if Krishna is the avatar of Narayan, then, well, there's no prospect for gopi bhav, gopabhav in Vaikuntha. But if he's the source of Narayan, then he has his own, and he has his own abode. It's called Mahabaikuntha in some Puranas, you can find it. Goswami said, found it for sure. <laughs> that was, was their task, really. Task, Sanatana was, as I mentioned, to write such books. And, um, and the Brihad Bhagavatamrit is one of them, of course. So the second part of the book is, first part of the book is the highest ideal of bhakti, the, the gopi bhav, and where's the place that you can find it? Where can it be? experienced. That's the Goloka Mahatmya, the glories of Golok in the story. The protagonist there is, of course, also a Saka. His name is Gopakumar or um, Sarup. Sarup, Narmasaka, like Madhu Mangal in Goloka, showing the way of Gopi Bhav, pointing to it. So Varying that, it's probably the most important book. Prabhupada said, uh, he said, uh, no one can become Krishna conscious without reading Priyat Bhagavatam. He wrote that in this Chaitanya Charitamrita commentary. He seemed very moved by the book. And it's very charming in, in, the, in the format in which it's written. And, um, and which at the same time includes so many important, uh, significant teachings. And then, we don't know. Hari Bhakti Vilas, is Sanatana the author? Yes, see? Who knows? He's been working on a translation of that for a decade now or so. And um, um, I think it's clear that these books were written, you know, by, by, the, by the six Goswamis. Gopal Bhatta come, constructed some notes, for example, that, that Jiva Goswami um, <coughs> put into longhand as the Satsandarbha. Gopal Bhatta Goswami had some role to play also in uh, in Sanatan's book, uh, Hari Bhakti Vilas, which tells you how to chant on beads, how many beads, where to get them, and what would a bead bag with a hole in it, the whole thing, it's all there, <laughs> believe it or not. Give <coughs> um, it some shape, as, as they say, to the Sampradaya. So uh, eventually, um, uh, Sanatan returned to Vrindavan, and he lived there for 43 years. And after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passed away, Raghunath Goswami, whom he would have met 
when he was in Puri, but much younger than him, um, and who was under the care of Sarup Damodar and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself in Jagannath Puri. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passed away, and, and um, excuse me, um, um, Sarup Damodar did as well, then Raghunath Das Goswami decided to go to Vrindavan and jump off of Govardhan Hill, another form of Vaishnav suicide. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so in his plight, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is gone and, and um, Sarup Damodar is gone. Oh, there's no meaning to my life anymore. But when he got to Vrindavan, it was Sanatana Goswami that stopped him. And he penned a very beautiful verse in um, Vilapakusamanjali, um, Raghunath Das Goswami, where he pays a tribute to Sanatan Goswami. And um, it would appear that it was um, what is said there is based on the fact that Sanatan telling his own story, right? and his thoughts of committing suicide by throwing himself under the wrath card of Jagannath and how Mahaprabhu reacted and so forth. It would appear that Sanatana Goswami grabbed hold of him and told him, you can't do that. As Mahaprabhu wanted to use my body and do things through me, I also want to use yours to extend and do justice to what Mahaprabhu asked me to do. We're all in this together. And... Um, How's that verse go? Vairagi yug bhakti rasam prayatna abhayam mamanadipsam kripambudi yas paradukaduki, he said. So he says, it's peculiar. He says, Vairagi yug bhakti rasam. He's paying his obeisances to Sanatan Goswami. He says, who made me drink the bhakti rasa um, that was um, um, mixed with or tinged with with uh, renunciation. It's peculiar because it would be hard to find a person who was more renounced than Raghunath Das Goswami. The story of his renunciation in Jagannath Puri is astounding. Hmm? Astounding. How he lived like a yati, like a renunciate, um, and impressed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his renunciation. But, and he, and he learned about Rag Bhakti, at least um, to some extent, from um, Surup Damodar. Raghunath Das wanted to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly, but Mahaprabhu said to him, you know, you want me to give you some instructions, but I'm taking instructions from Surup Damodar. He's teaching me. He's the Litasaki. He's teaching me how to under rod above. He didn't say that, but that's the fact. Another example. And so I'm not trying to keep you away from anything by telling you to listen to him. I listen to him. So you should hear from instructions from Srub Damar, who told him don't eat fancy food, don't dress in fancy clothes. So on and so forth. Don't do Gramikatana Shunibay. Don't listen to this village talk and rumors unless it's the brunch rumors. That's another thing in the brunch leela. 
There you can have your ground village kata, but not of ordinary people. And in your mind, do manas to save a worship Radha and Krishna. Hmm? Mahaprabhu told him this. He said, and the details you'll get from Sanatam. I'll tell you that much. Or excuse me, from Sarupadamadar. But how long after that Sarupadamadar passed away, it's hard to say. And how much instruction Rabbanath Das Goswami got from, um, excuse me, from um, Sarupadamadar, we can't say. But what he says in this verse that I just cited is significant. His renunciation was was clearly intact, in place. It was extreme. But vairagya bhakti rasam he says, there's another meaning of vairagya. Vairag, this is also given in by Prabhupada Saraswati in his um, Chaitanya Chandramrita, a special kind of raga. Vairagya, he takes it like this, special kind of rag. By mean like special. He says, Bhairagi Bhakti Rasam Prayatnaya. So we could look at it like that. Sanatana Goswami made me drink the nectar of a special kind of raga. I was unwilling. I was going to commit suicide, but he interrupted me. He stopped me. And he, he imparted to me so much of what Srupadamadar wanted to part, perhaps didn't have the time entirely, because it's only after this, after his coming to Brudge, after his being um, a very uh, compassionately and affectionately embraced by Sanatana Goswami hmm, and instructed by him that he wrote all of the books. He didn't write those books in Jagannath Puri. He wrote them all in Vrindavan. Manjali's one verse from it I just cited. Hmm? Oh, so many important books. His books, as Sanatan's books, uh, tend to focus on the Sambandha Gyan and Rupa Goswami's on the Abhideya, on a conceptual orientation and the way, the path, and then the goal. Sraganathas Goswami's books writing so much, so deeply with feeling about the goal. Hmm? All this came out in Vrindavan. We could say all this came from Sanatan Goswami, from this beautiful verse. We have no evidence that the, of, of, of the extent that he that he attained the extent of what he wrote about in Vrindavan in Jagannath Puri. We have evidence to believe that he gained that all in Braj from Sanatana Goswami, who he said is Paradukudugi Kripambudhi. He mentions him as being particularly compassionate. And it's said in Bhakti Ratnakar that of all of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, no one was more compassionate and known for being the embodiment of compassion than uh, Sanatana Goswami. Hmm? Hmm. And he was the elder of all of the, the founding of charges. Hmm? And he lived in Braj, like I say, for so many years. He founded the 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 the, the Madan Mohan Temple. Um, Krishna appeared to him there. So it's a story most of you know. Got the help of the salt merchant, the deity. He had the deity of Madan Gopal. He was hanging from a tree and offering him uh, some that bread, unsalted, un 
how do, what would you call it? Unleavened bread, something like, and, and, and the deity said, can't you at least give me a little salt or something? And then he said, well, first you want salt, then you want butter, then you, you know, I'm a, I don't have anything here. And so then he went that night, uh, there was a, uh, a merchant with a, with a, a boat full of salt, taking it for trade. And he got stuck on a sandbar and Sanatana was living up the hill. The, the place of the modern, go, modern Mohan temple is very, very beautiful. You can imagine, I mean, you go there, you can just try to think back 500 years, what it was like to stand up on that hilltop and see the Jamuna basin. And oh, he picked a really beautiful place, picked a very beautiful place for his bhajan. We should try to find a favorable place for our practice. And then you have to tolerate within that. Don't think, oh, I have to tolerate. And, and, it, and the place becomes so unconducive. No, you have a license. Find a conducive place to practice. And then you'll have to tolerate something within that. That's unavoidable. Here I am in a conducive place because of all of you. Still, I have to tolerate. I have some flu. Inevitable, unavoidable. But um, the deity went down and freed the, the merchant from the sandbar. And and when he and he, he said I you know I'm being taken care of by this mendicant up 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 on the hill. So when the merchant came back, he gave a good portion of the money he had earned from selling the salt to build the Madango Mohan Temple. <coughs> After some time, um, Sanatan um, gave the deity worship over to one of his uh, students. I think a Krishna Krishna Das, some Krishna Das. And he um, established a place of budget for himself in uh, Manasi Ganga at Govardhan. He was residing there for a long time. He used to circumambulate every, every day. And it's said that he circumambulated Govardhan Hill for two reasons. One was to go around the hill, which is something to do. It's auspicious and so forth. And so it's a uh, form of, of, of worship. But the other was to see Raghunath Das Goswami every day and check up on him, the young Raghunath Das. He's very, very affectionate to him. So this prayer of Raghunath Das is, 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 is a response to, the, to just a very extraordinary, affectionate nature of Sanatana Goswami. And in, 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 uh, as we come to the close here of our discussion, in um, Bhakti Ratnakar, it said that, that he was the favorite devotee of all of the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who he loved all unlimitedly. You figure that out. So we have a new form of mathematics, but, uh, and his compassion very much endeared him to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Living in Vrindavan as he did for so many years, 40 some years, I think 43 years, as he aged and so forth, he would still make his way around the Govardhan, make check up on Raghunath Das, until Krishna told him, you know, he, he appeared to him and said, you can't do this. You can't walk around the hill like this every day. You're too old. And he said, he argued with Krishna. And Krishna manifested a stone with his footprint on it and said, just go around this every day. That will be sufficient. Then your vow will be complete. He didn't want to break his vow. But he would wander through the forest, the brudge, the villages, and so forth. And um, the description of this is very, very beautiful. Uh, how people would come out of their houses and run up to him, children to grab his hand and so forth and walk with him. And, uh, and uh, he would avail himself to um, answer 
to ordinary questions that they had about everyday life, to um, preside over and give an opinion on disputes, which his word was gold. If he said, okay, then we'll go that way. Hmm? And uh, all over Brudge, he was known. So when he would come, approach a village, it would be he's not on his coming. Everyone would come out of their homes and so forth. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, just such an endearing uh, scene to, to envision. And he used to um, keep a shaved head always. They called him Munda Baba, shaved-headed Baba. And so to conclude, as you know, most of you, on this day when he passed away in Brudge that we're commemorating, that coincides with the Guru Purnim, every man, woman, and child shaved their head in Vrindavan. To say, we follow Sanatana. Sanatana Goswami Prabhu Ki Jai. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanande. Very nice to sit with you. I'm a little bit ill, as you know, but I'm getting a little better. And when I get talking like this, that's, that's better. So keep me kind of keep me going would be good. And uh, I think we have a program in the morning, evening. We're at the temple, the Iskon temple. So I'll be up and around as much as I can. And it's very nice to be with all of you. I'm very um, 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 appreciative of all your humbled really by all your um, enthusiasm <coughs> for Krishna consciousness.